You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. That's me. All right, question. Do you like travel? Amazing. I'm guessing the answer is yes, so great. Question number two, do you like unique business models? Great. Also, yes, I'm, I'm guessing the answer is, is like, yes, I love that. Sure. Because today's interview is going to make your week. Today, we get to talk to the CEO of Scott's Cheap Flights, Brian Kidwell. Now, if you haven't heard about Scott's Cheap Flights, I'd honestly be shocked. They're a subscription email company that sends out emails to their subscribers every month, finding incredible deals on, you guessed it, cheap flights. <laughs> Brian was a digital nomad who had always been interested in entrepreneurship and travel. And after backpacking through Europe after college, Brian started a website focused on building a travel community where he would sell a bundle of deals on travel services. Well, one thing led to another and Brian teamed up with Scott Keys, the author at the time of a cheap travel ebook. And the two of them ended up co-founding Scott's Cheap Flights, which now has 30 plus employees and around 1 million subscribers and growing. Today, we talked to Brian all about building Scott's Cheap Flights. We asked him the ins and outs of the email list subscription program and how it works, building his team and company culture, how they navigated the pandemic in 2020, especially as a business built around travel, which yikes, that's a whole story in and of itself. We talked to him about what he's learned with his business partner and just so much more. This conversation is not only fascinating, but it's it's so cool because it's incredibly inspiring as a business owner to think outside the box, be innovative and build a company mission and culture of honor and value and just all the things, right? So I know I'm walking away ready to do more and do better and know without a doubt that you'll feel the same. So let's just get to it. Brian Kidwell, everyone. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Brian, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you here today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is going to be so fun. Okay, so we would love to hear, if you're down, just tell us a little bit of the story of how you happened upon and started the company of Scott's Cheap Flights. And actually, before you begin, do you want to explain a little bit about what Scott's Cheap Flight is and does, like what the company model is? Yeah, for sure. So Scott's Cheap Flights is a travel subscription service that alerts our members to incredible deals on both international and domestic flights. So we're talking an average savings of like $400 to $500 per ticket on international flights and $150 to $200 per ticket for domestic flights. And it's it's sort of similar to like a Spotify kind of model where we have both a free tier and a pay tier that provides like the full experience. Mm-hmm. And so for $49 a year, people can sign up, get alerted to these amazing deals, not have to search themselves and start saving a bunch of money. Which is crazy cheap considering the amount of money you can save from your guys' deals. Like fifty dollars right. a year is ridiculous. Yeah, it's but like it's you amazing. One ticket and you're good. <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, we we were excited when your email came in because I don't know about Evie. I'm a paying subscriber, so I'm like, oh, Ooh. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm the, I'm on the premium <laughs> list. Um, wow, thank you. But yes. so to clarify, the way that your company makes money, the way Scott's Cheap Flights makes money, is through people purchasing 
your subscription service to get emailed about cheap flight deals. But then you explained you had a premium list and a free list. Could you kind of explain the difference between the free subscription list and your premium subscription list? Yeah, so that's that's 100% right. People get the, the email alerts. Uh, now they can even log in and check out the, the deals on our website. Um, but the difference between the, the limited list and the premium list, um, the limited membership is our, our free tier, which really just gives everyone a sample of the deals that our premium members receive. So our limited members receive some of the deals, but they're not receiving all of the deals and they don't receive our best deals either. And there's also ads that are in, in the limited deal emails. Uh, our premium membership is geared towards anybody who travels once per year or more. Uh, and so the, the premium members are receiving all the deals that we find for the airports that they follow. You can set your home airport and uh, follow some other airports as well. And the premium membership includes domestic deals, which uh, our limited members don't receive yet, including Hawaii and Alaska. Hawaii is everybody's favorite. Uh, it includes mistake fares, which is like when the airlines make a mistake and actually misprice a flight, which can lead to huge savings, like 90% uh, below your typical cost on the, on the flight. So uh, like I've gotten some of those, like I got to, I think it was uh, New Zealand for $533. I went to uh, oh Bali gosh. for 460. I don't think that was a mistake fare. Oh my gosh. Um, but I was in I was in Taipei like doing the digital nomad life thing for a little bit, and Scott ended up finding a deal back to the United States. I think I paid like one twenty round wow. round trip. So that those are mistake fares. Those are amazing. Those are like super rare, but uh, fantastic. And then the last thing we sent for our premium members are like those rare deals, just to to destinations that we might not usually find deals for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's the difference. Um, the limited members just receive like a small sample of those. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, Brian, can we backtrack just a tiny bit? Because you brought up Scott. Can we talk a little bit about the story of how you and Scott got together and started this company and like all of that? I'd love to hear just a little bit of that backstory. Absolutely. So uh, I will tell this from from my perspective, um, because I know I know uh, Scott has shared his his side of the story as well. but for for me, like I have always been one of those people that wanted to be an entrepreneur, uh, and I wanted to run my own business, and so I was always looking for opportunities and trying to start businesses. And I did this entrepreneurship study abroad course in Barcelona my junior year of college, and absolutely loved it. Loved Barcelona, just loved Europe. You know, even though I was only in Barcelona, I just wanted to go back. You know, mm-hmm. and. After college, where you know, I tried to start a couple of businesses in college. Nothing really took off. And I was I was feeling stuck at the time, and what I wanted to do was go back to Europe and get out of my comfort zone and look for some type of opportunity, something that like spark an idea, uh, so that when I come back, I could you know work on work on starting a new business. And so I decided to backpack Europe. Just graduated college the year before. Didn't really have much money. So I did the only thing that seemed reasonable, which was Googling how to find cheap flights. <laughs> found, a, found an ebook on Amazon for $2.99 that was literally called How to Find Cheap Flights and hit that one-click purchase button and started reading it. And next thing I know, you know, I'm backpacking Europe, having an amazing time, uh, visited 14 countries in 49 days, like just Whoa. incredible. Like obviously I want to go back and like spend some more time in some of those areas, but just a really, really cool trip. And as I was looking for opportunities, I, 
I sort of came away with these these two areas of focus. It's like one, people just want to save money when they're traveling because it's like if you save money on one aspect of your trip, that's more that you can spend on experiences in another mm-hmm. aspect of your trip. And two, like everybody was always talking and asking for advice and recommendations and insider tips on how to make their their trips wonderful. And so I came back from that trip focused on starting a business in the travel space. Uh, and what I did was created a travel community focused on giving people discounts on travel products. So essentially like taking those two things that I learned and applying them to, to a business. And it was around that time that I got an email from the author of you know, that cheap flights ebook that I bought. And his name was Scott Kais. Uh, and that's my, my now business partner. And so that email said that just for a couple dollars per month, I could start getting flight deals sent straight to my inbox, which sounded amazing. I uh, loved it. And I ended up buying a couple of subscriptions from him and asked Scott if I could interview him to create content for my own audience. And that was when Scott shared his side of the story, right? About getting an incredible deal to Milan for four, uh, $140. Wow. Uh, and then when he got back from that, like all of his friends and family asked him, you know, hey, like, can you alert me next time? you find a deal like this? Like, that's really, really cool. And so he started this email list and uh, shared his story about getting that incredible deal to Milan for $140. And all of his friends and family uh, wanted to be alerted to that when he got back. So he started this email list to alert them. And it just slowly grew over time. And, you know, I was interviewing him for, uh, for what I was working on. And Scott really knew stuff about cheap flights. And my audience absolutely loved it. And so Scott and I just stayed in touch. You know, we were both working on different projects in the travel space. We were sharing feedback with each other about our different projects. And we just kind of realized like our skill sets were very complementary. I mm-hmm. was more oriented towards, for, towards business and marketing at the time. Uh, Scott was, you know, the expert in all things travel. And Scott just asked me if I wanted to partner up and try and do something with this uh, this cheap flights email subscription thing. And that's yeah. what has become Scott's cheap flights. Uh, so, you know, I was I was of course interested when he asked me. Uh, my project was like it was it was going along. It wasn't wasn't taken off. And Scott's was uh, Scott's was a lot more interesting because it actually like, you know, it was generating revenue and and had some people that was excited that were excited about it. Um, and so we started working on that and I think it was February, 2016, uh, we hunted down like this college email address of this journalist over at Condé Nast Traveler. And I reached out and surprisingly, she actually responded (laughs) to her college email address (laughs) and she ended up writing an email uh, or writing an article about what we were doing, uh, sending out cheap flight deals. And at that time, we had, I think we were making like $2,000 a month or something in revenue. But that, after that article was published, we made $21,000 in that February. Wow. And it was like, that was the moment we we're like, oh goodness, like we're really onto something here. Wow. Uh, and yeah, we decided to start working towards going full time. We got rid of our other projects um, and decided to turn it into a business. And so a few months later, in May of 2016, we launched uh, scotchcheapflights.com. And I've just been growing that business ever since. And now, now, how big is Scott's Cheap Flights now? Like, how many subscribers, roughly? How big is the company? Just to give us like a scale reference. Yeah, we have over a million, uh, over a million members. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. 
Wow, that's so cool. Okay, oh, wait, this, I, this I, might I, also I, be like asking a restaurant chef for their secret recipe. So if you can't answer this question, it's totally fine. Um, <laughs> but my, my immediate thought is like, you said you notify people for like when airlines make mistakes, but is there any like formula to how you like how maybe this is more maybe I should ask Scott this I don't know you probably know but like how do you find the cheap flights like I'm just like uh, amazed like you just like scour the interwebs I don't know if you can't answer that that's fine (laughs) no I can I can answer that so uh it all started with Scott doing exactly that he was just like he was just kind of bored and (laughs) he (laughs) he didn't he was he was a journalist at the time and he didn't have a lot of money to travel and so he was just like you know, look for deals and got really good at that. Um, and the more you do something, you know, the better you're going to get at it. And yeah. so uh, he would, you know, by the time we were going full time on this, he would spend eight to 10 hours a day just looking for cheap flights to send wow. out. And then we started building out a team. They got really good at it, you know, and and uh, started finding other ways to find cheap flights. And now we've built just a lot of technology around this to automate wow. the more rote, aspects of that so that we can do it on a on a much larger scale. Oh, that's amazing. This is so fun. Okay. <laughs> so, kind of going back to some of the like technical business side of things. Mm-hmm. You mentioned in your free subscription list or free email list that you have ads in those emails. So, yes. is that how you make the free list worthwhile or is it more of a funnel towards the paid subscription? I guess kind of like what is the the strategic point of the free subscription list? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. The I wouldn't say the ads are the point of the the free subscription. Um, I think that's that's one of the ways that we monetize it, but we're really focused on just showing the value of what is in the premium membership, which is really how we how we make money for the business. And we want as many people as possible to travel. Like our, our mission is really just to help people travel and experience the world. Mm-hmm. And we think that by continuing to send out deals for free, we can really maximize our reach, whether whether people sign up for the free or the paid version. And so mm-hmm. many people, you know, like me included, <laughs> want to try something out before they're pulling out their credit card, which we <laughs> totally understand. And so, you know, you'll find people just hanging out on the limited membership for maybe a few days, a few weeks, a few months. And then when they're ready, they're going to upgrade and become a premium member. Mm -hmm. Um, It also really helps to have just that amount of people that are telling others about Scott's Chief Flights, spreading the word, forwarding the emails, uh, just like contributing to the community of people that support us. So just all good things that come from sending out deals for free. Okay, I have a follow-up question to that because that you saying forwarding the emails just triggered that thought. So <laughs> obviously you reached out to that one journalist and that really exploded, you know, from $2,000 a month to $21,000 a month, you know, that type of growth. But at this stage in your business where you guys are at now, is the majority of your marketing and your growth coming from just you know, word of mouth, like you obviously have a million people on your list. Are you consistently growing from those people forwarding it to other friends and telling other friends? Or are you still, you know, relying a good bit on media coverage? Are you using Facebook ads? Like what's your your growth, I guess, strategy at this stage in your business? Yeah. So it's changed over the years because what we would find early on is we could get one article 
that's published. And mm-hmm. it was like, wow, like look at look at what that does to our revenue. Or we send out one deal and we can see more and more people signing up. Uh, and Scott used to go on on Reddit and do AMAs uh, and and just like <laughs> help people find cheap flights for like twelve hours straight. Wow. And that that would like you know contribute a lot too. So over time though, we've had to find more scalable channels. Um, and so now we really have a solid mix. We are ramping up paid advertising for the very first time. We were going to do that last year, but as we know, uh, yeah. COVID, <laughs> COVID impacted our plans there. Yeah. Um, we are, we're, we're doing a lot of PR. Uh, Scott is really seen as an expert and, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, a lot of folks come to him with questions on, on travel and, and he, was helping a lot of people uh, throughout throughout the pandemic on wow. you know how to navigate it and um, you know we have an affiliate program we have a referral program we have we encourage people to forward the emails so there's a lot of different uh, parts of our marketing mix that just play together uh, and once one of them's you know working really well it just kind of raises the others even more because it's like a it's like a loop you know mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's less of like a funnel. It's like, hey, get this person in through one channel. They're going to be really excited about this deal. They're going to forward that deal. Or maybe they'll refer a friend through our referral program. So it just all really works well together. For sure. Well, because we're doing this interview in 2021, and 2021 was last, <laughs> or 2020 was last yeah. year, we have to talk about that for a second because your business is based on travel. However, you're not getting paid from like travel. Like you don't have to actually travel in order right. to get paid. So my question is, did 2020 and, and the effects on travel affect your business at all? Like, did people stop subscribing to you guys? Oh, 2020 was a very difficult year. Um, we had, <laughs> we had, we had to fight for it, uh, last year and, and I'm, I'm like super, super proud of the team. Uh, mm-hmm. our, our 2020 revenue was only down 5% compared wow. to 2019, wow. which I was like, you know, Scott and I are just absolutely amazed uh, on, on how we pulled that off. And wow. yeah, just to talk a little bit more about that, like on the on the customer side, you know, when, when COVID began, we were only sending out international deals. We oh, did gosh. not have domestic. Uh, we didn't have some of the other things that were going on. And I just saw a stat the other day that said international travel accounted for only 2.7% of all trips taken by Americans in March to December, 2020. I and mean, so I here we are, it. <laughs> like just sending out international deals and like all international travel is just shut down overnight. Uh, wow. And that's not what we had in our plans for 2020, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> but we had to, you know, we had to move fast. Uh, we ended up launching domestic very quickly for our premium members to keep providing value to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just wanted to make sure that, you know, we, our research was telling us that domestic would come back first. And now that travel is coming back, that is exactly what we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, we also, we also launched a couple of newsletters. You know, one of them was a destination newsletter just to really keep the, the inspiration alive, uh, keep the dream alive and keep people mm-hmm. thinking about travel. And the other was an advice newsletter. It's like, Hey, a lot of people are going through a lot of questions as far as, uh, travel, whether it's, you know, their flight was just canceled early on or, Hey, when can I start traveling again? Yeah. Uh, and so Scott's writing up, uh, advice newsletters. Um, yeah, just a lot of <laughs> trying to help our members, even if it wasn't like they're going to pay us for it. It was just, how can we help people through this? Cause this mm-hmm. is a very difficult time. 
Mm. Yeah. I I feel like it was an insanely difficult time for the world as a whole, but especially running a business in the travel industry. Like, yep. was it also difficult, and you do not have to answer this, but was it also difficult to navigate the perspective of the world as a business who encourages travel when the world was like, do not travel and and super angry if they saw anyone taking any sort of flight. Did you guys get any sort of like difficulty from subscribers when you were yeah. like, was that hard to navigate, I guess? Yeah, it's very, very hard. Like our, uh, our employees are sending out deals or responding to people that they email in and, you know, you have to, you have to like balance it, right? Like yeah, people are emailing sure. in with their perspective on how we should be handling it. Uh, and yeah. that's, that's totally fair. Like everybody has their own perspective, but we also have, we also have, you know, the business side of things and we're trying to keep our employees here and like keep them uh-huh. paid and, uh, trying to build something. And so we, we early on into the pandemic, we sent out an email, just letting people know how we're going to handle it. We said, Hey, yeah. we're not going to send out deals that are, you know, just a couple months out. We don't know how this is going to play out. Yeah. So we'll send out deals that are three to four months out. We're going to focus on. Uh, on airfare that is refundable or can easily be changed. You know, yeah. we, we changed the deals that we were sending out to kind of meet our members where they were. And of course, like some, some people were still unhappy that we were sending deals. But again, like a lot of it's just the inspiration. People yeah. want that little moment in their yep. inbox of mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like, this is possible. Like maybe yes. I can go to Costa Rica again soon, you know? Yeah. And so as, it was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. I can't even imagine trying to navigate all of the, you know, the perspectives of your subscribers and, and their, you know, their opinions and their thoughts, as well as, you know, I'm trying to keep food and a roof over my head and my employee's right. head. And like, yeah. I'm sure that must have been so difficult, but man, only losing 5% of your guys's revenue compared to 2019, that like, Claps and kudos to you guys. Oh, that clearly yeah. took a lot of initiative and innovation and hustle. And that's just incredible. That shows you guys as a skilled like business who are willing to, you know, pivot and work with the circumstances around you and not give up. I just love that. Yeah. I mean, our our team was fantastic. Like we a lot of a lot of the companies immediately was like, hey, let's do layoffs, right? Like let's make mm-hmm. sure that uh that we lay some folks off and like save our save our expenses and all that stuff. But rather than doing that, like we were focused on trying to keep everybody. Yeah. Um, and so we, you know, we let the team know like, hey, things could get bad, but here's what we're gonna be doing before it impacts you. You know, like Scott yeah. and I will take a dollar salary. Like our leadership team will take a pay cut for them. Uh, and then you know, only if needed, then all of you will get a pay cut. And then lastly, like if if necessary. We'll do layoffs. Unfortunately, we didn't even get to any pay cuts. Nobody was laid off. Like our team just rallied and found a way to, to help our members, and it really paid off. So I'm just like I said earlier, like I'm just super, super proud of uh, of the team over this past year. Well, you can tell your company culture is healthy. Like the fact that you were even mm-hmm. thinking about your employees first before your own salary. So that's just really cool to hear. Um, mm-hmm. Something that you said earlier was half of the business is to inspire people to travel. And this might be like a, a weird meta question, but <laughs> is I, I just, I'm curious, is your product 
technically selling the idea of cheap flights or is it the cheap flights themselves? And so what I mean by that is how many people do like, do you, or do you know this fact? How many people actually book their cheap flights from your email directly? Or are you almost selling the idea of like, pay me and I'll give you cheap flights, but it turns out that like people don't actually book them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'll, I'll try and answer both parts of that question. Like the, I, I really think it's both because we're sending out so many great deals. Nobody's going to be booking every single deal that we send out. Right. So there has to be something besides just booking the, the deal uh, that, that keeps people around, right? Like if you're going to take one or two international trips per year, you're not going to book like the the 50 deals that we send you or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Um, and so I really think there is something to that um, little mental vacation. You know, when you see it in your inbox and you realize that that is possible for you, mm-hmm. uh, there's just some joy in that moment and yeah. it keeps you sticking around looking forward to that. Uh, we don't currently have information on how many people actually book the flights that we send out. Uh, cause we're sending people to Google flights most of the time to, right. to go look at them. Um, but what we used to track was like how much we're saving people. And last time we did that calculation, it was like 500 million to a billion dollars in oh, total savings. My God. Like, obviously it's not scientific. I don't have the data, <laughs> but that was just like some averages. And we'd like try to be conservative with that too. But I really think we have uh, saved our members hundreds of millions, if not over a billion dollars in in airfare since we started this thing. That's amazing. Well, and I think even just the, that almost sounds like, and I didn't mean for this to sound like a negative way, like, oh, you're just like making money off of people's like (laughs) desires. But I I think that's cool though, that even when people, I mean, I've been subscribed for probably like two or three years now. And obviously I've used your flights for a couple of trips, but it's not like I'm not going on a trip every month yet. I'm still getting right. the email. But I yeah. think it's it's just like you said, that mental vacation, it's inspiring people to travel, which is, it sounds like your company's mission at the end of the day is to get more people out traveling, experiencing cultures, finding new sites and things like that. So I think it it still is a positive trajectory on what you guys are doing, which I love. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things that I love about our our model too is like, you can't currently set a destination for where you want to go. So you're going to mm-hmm. get deals to places that you may have never even considered going to before. Yeah. And like, to me, that's, that's pretty exciting as well. Cause I still get emails. I'm like, huh, like, where is this at? This is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get the same thing when I get like the emails to like this, this tiny, you know, small country or whatever, that's just a rare deal. And I go and I start Googling that country and I'm like, oh, I, I don't have this on my, you know, travel list, my bucket yep. travel list. Like, let me add this in. Like, this place looks <laughs> sick. Like, this is amazing. And so even though in that moment, I might not be clicking to book that flight, it opens my perspective to, the, I guess, the world and the places that I can travel eventually. And it's kind of a pro and con because my travel list has gotten very long, especially, <laughs> Sorry especially about over that. 2020, not being able to to travel like at all, really. Uh, my list is just getting longer without checking anything off, but that's okay. <laughs> it's That's part of the joy of life is having a lot of places I'm excited to go to. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I found when I was traveling too. Is like you'll talk to people and they'll just tell you these amazing places to go visit. You're like, yeah, this is a very long list. Yeah, I wonder, <laughs> I'm I'm curious how many, and you probably can't answer this because you probably don't know, but I'm wondering how many people plan like their family vacations off of 
you guys is your emails. Like if they're, if they're open-minded to going anywhere and like, I mean, that's what I would do. Like, yeah. like I'd be like, where is the deal for this year? I don't know. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the exact number on that. Like I'm, I'm sure, I think, I think people that have multiple places that they want to go and have maybe a general time frame on when they can go. Right. Uh, I think they can get a lot of value out of this. So it's like, hey, I want to go to you know South Africa. I want to go to Tokyo, and I want to go to Costa Rica. And it's like, well, Scotty Flights just sent out a deal to Costa Rica, so that's where I'm going this year. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I think it's like a fun, a fun approach. Yeah, yeah, it is super fun. It's always fun opening my inbox, and I'm like, oh, what's the deal for the day? Like, or I'll yeah. get five different emails, and I'm like, oh, okay, there are a lot of deals, <laughs> but I love it. Photographers, listen up. Do you struggle with editing in Lightroom? Are you confused as heck about organizing catalogs, backing up your images, culling takes you actual ages, and editing as a whole just leaves you feeling discouraged and frustrated and maybe bored too? If that is you, consider us a Santa on Christmas morning because we have a completely free Lightroom challenge for you that walks you through everything we just mentioned, including a bunch of tricks and hacks that make editing in Lightroom a million times easier and faster. The challenge includes five videos, roughly 30 to 50 minutes each of Evie and I tackling some of the trickiest topics on editing and teaching you exactly how we use Lightroom to edit drool-worthy photos. We cover our favorite tools within Lightroom that will change your editing game, and we teach you how we import Pull, upload, backup, and catalog our photos in a way that is efficient, fast, and reliable. You don't want to miss this challenge, my friend. And if your editing needs a refresh and you just want to know how we edit our photos, this is the place to be. Sign up and join the challenge at theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. And we can't wait to see you there. Do you feel like every time you send an email to an inquiring client, there's crickets? You're never getting clients to respond back to you and you're just sitting there like, what the heck am I doing wrong? Well, my friend, we're about to solve your problem full free. Did you know that the most important part of the very first email you send an inquiry is your pricing guide? (gasps) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Yes, and your pricing guide should be an avalanche of professional excellence, details, problem solving, and information for your ideal client. They should walk away from that pricing guide asking, where the heck has this person been my whole life? Now, if your pricing guide isn't leaving your clients in awe, then you need to change it. Now, we are about to help you do just that with our free guide, Seven Essentials to Include in Your Pricing Guide. If you are ready to level up and prove your value to your clients, you need this. Head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash guide dash freebie to snag it theheartuniversity.com forward slash guide dash freebie. Brian, I would love to hear what was the choice to make the company's name include Scott? Uh, and, And this, Lindsay and you and I were kind of discussing this tiny bit before we started recording. So I know there's a little bit of a story here, but the emails we receive say Scott, or at least they used to say Scott. So was that an intentional brand choice to kind of have the subscribers feel like they were receiving their emails from like their good friend, Scott, with good deals? And obviously, as you've talked, Scott is super involved still in finding those deals and sharing those deals and all of that. So do you want to share just a little bit of, of that and that story? 
Yeah, for sure. So Scott's not as involved in finding the deals anymore. Like we have a great team and a lot of technology there. He's he's like spreading the word and and helping mm-hmm. more on um, just like general travel advice and like really being the expert there. So less involved in the deal day to day now. But um, like going back to the beginning, this was literally just Scott sending out deals to his friends and family. <laughs> and so there was no website to sign up for. Like it was a it was a page on his on the website that he built for his ebook. There's just like email list, you know, Scott's cheap flight list. And um, when we when we realized that we were onto something and uh, wanted to move it off of off of that onto its own website, we absolutely had that discussion. We're like, hey, should we should we call this something else? And everything we came up with just sounded like everything else that was out there at the time, you know? And uh, we were like, all right, let's just call it Scott's Cheap Flights. And we started building like everything around Scott. And so the emails would say, love Scott. Uh, the emails would come from Scott. Uh, we didn't really mention anybody else on the team, even when we had like, you know, five, 10 people on the team at that time. And so it was, it was really deliberate. Um, and I think... I think what's funny now is like people will still write in and be like, Hey Scott, you know, um, I'm going to this place. Like, can you help me find a deal? And like, we absolutely love that. But like, there's over 30 people on the team now. Uh, and, and we have this, this larger, larger company, larger brand. Um, and so we, we've changed the email approach to like Scott's cheap flights, love Scott's cheap flights. Um, but I think it has worked out really well for our brand because we are really trying to position ourselves as that friend who happens to be a travel expert. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think a lot of people feel a connection there. I think you've done it successfully because it is literally like, oh, Uncle Scott sending me a deal. (laughs) And it's so organic to that type of culture. It's like you don't necessarily want to think of like a corporation. Like you want to think of your Uncle Scott. I I just love that. So I love the name choice. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like a challenge as we scale too. It's like, how do we maintain that yeah, that great sure. uh, that great vibe of like a friend, but still yeah. do it at a larger scale and help even more people travel? Yeah, I could you actually maybe touch a little bit on building your team out and what that's looked like in building? Because, like Lindsay said, you guys just seem to have such an incredible like team culture and environment and and mission. And it sounds like your team, even though it's quite a bit larger with, you know, 30 people, it, it just seems to feel like a family. Even hearing you discuss it, like it, it feels like a wonderful family who's all in this together. So what has that looked like for you and Scott to kind of build that out? And, you know, do you have any insights or or lessons learned or did you hire a bunch of people on all at once or was it kind of one at a time and are they remote workers i guess just kind of give us a little insight into the team behind scott's cheap flights absolutely uh i i mean obviously i'm biased but i i love our culture i love the the people that that work at our company uh i think we do have a, a fantastic group of people so i appreciate you saying that it's been a learning process really to grow the team. Um, we would have, you know, problems early on, really just like we have this problem. I don't even know the name of the role to go out and look for to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where, that's where we started. Cause this is our, this is our first time at this. Like neither of us kind of have worked at a tech company before and know the process of, of, 
growing and building a team. And so it's just been, I think there's like, I think there's two approaches to really building your team, right? And there's, you can either go out and try and solve every problem yourself and document a system and then hire someone to do that system. Or you can realize that maybe you're not the best person to solve that problem. And you go out and find someone that can solve that problem. Mm. And then they find even, you know, other problems to solve and like do it much better than you. And that second version is what we've done. Everybody on the team is much better than Scott and I at what they do. (laughs) And so we just, we hire the best people we can and we let them run Mm -hmm. uh, and we learn from them in the process. And that's worked out for us so, uh, uh, you know, so far and, and hopefully it will continue working out for us. I love Mm. that. That's so cool. Well, I have a question. Speaking, we've talked about Scott a lot. And and you mentioned in the beginning, even your story, you became business partners in this business. So my question is like, what lessons have you learned from having a business partner? And then maybe secondary question is, how have you guys delegated your roles as you've grown, even from the beginning? Yeah, I'll answer the first one or the second question first, actually. Since the very beginning, we've kind of just like known what we're interested in. And that's why we started working together. Like Scott is great at uh, at the travel side of things and mm-hmm. finding the deals. And uh, he's also great at evangelizing and, and talking to the media and writing about this stuff. He has a book coming out, you know, in, on May 11th, talking about how to, you know, take more vacations. Like he, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And I have always loved the business side and like growing a business and building a team and, making things better from that perspective. And so that's how we have focused uh, our efforts since since the very beginning. And it's just kind of grown over time naturally into the roles that we have today. Uh, so very, very natural progression. But like the the two things that I would say as far as lessons learned from working with Scott, um, one, I highly value working with a business partner that's a lot different than me. Not only like, and what we, you know, work on on a day to day basis, but just like we're we're different people. Like if you work work <laughs> with us, you'll you'll understand that. And I think it's actually worked out really well because of our differences. Like we're able to challenge each other's thinking and have really good debates, which just continues to make us better. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then there's also the side of things of like how we focus our time on day to day. The other mm-hmm. the other thing I would say is trust, like. The fact that we're different and have debates and can disagree on stuff, but we're coming at it from this this point of trust and the fact that you know we both have the best intentions for the business in mind when we're having these discussions, uh, like I don't see any other way, right? Like that's how we're able to come up with uh, what we are and, and and grow the business the way that we have is like we just really really trust each other in the decisions that we're making, even if the other person isn't involved. So it's worked out really well for us, like. Definitely wouldn't have been able to do any of this without Scott. Uh, business wouldn't exist without him. So uh, great, great business partner all around. Mm, I love that. I, coming from, you know, also fellow like partners in, in business, it's so cool to just hear, you know, your guys' perspective on that too and how you, you know, it comes down to trust and knowing that you're both just in this for the same mission, the same purpose. You're You both have the best intentions and learning to embrace each other's differences instead of like fight against them be like well I wouldn't have done it that way it's like well it 
you know, may have gotten done better because the other person had a different, you know, perspective or a different uh, way of doing things. So I love that side of things. And out of curiosity, are you and Scott in the same location? Like, do you work together in person? Are you remote and work, you know, from different places? No, so we're remote and have been since day one. Uh, I'm out in Austin, Texas. Scott's out in Portland. Uh, but early on, like we, we worked together for a year before we ever met in person. I was, wow. I was like, a, <laughs> I was a digital nomad out in Southeast Asia and South America. And Scott was living in Colorado. And eventually I was like, you know what, let's meet up. And so I flew <laughs> out and we did like a little snowboard and ski trip, which was a lot of fun. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so fun. Hey, that goes <laughs> to show you, you know, business is so different in today's day and age of technology. Like you don't even have to live in the same city or state as your business partner, which I love. I mean, Lindsay and I are in totally different states. We've never lived in the same location. So it goes to show you technology is amazing for business these the days. Internet, yeah. man. The internet. Yeah. And I think like, <laughs> I think COVID pushed us all in that direction too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- yeah. I like our entire team is remote. So we have people all over the U S and I was so, so grateful that we had already set that up. Like we know how to run a remote company. So yes, like we were impacted from COVID from the travel perspective, but fortunately we were like, we were already set up to work remotely through this. So uh, yeah, definitely grateful for that. I have like one final question that (laughs) I don't know if it fits here best, but I've been thinking about it as you talked from a perspective of money making when you buy the <laughs> premium or when you join the premium list it's really i think we said this at the very beginning of the interview it's not that expensive like if you save literally 100 but like it's not that expensive at all for a yearly subscription so i guess my question yeah. is what was the choice to make it that cheap like do you think you could have marketed it higher or is there in- intentionality with making it really affordable for a year that's a good question. I, I think right now I want to make it just like a no-brainer purchase. It's like, okay, I want to travel, boom, you know, this is what I need to help me with that. I think if you push it higher, then it starts to, you know, you start to do that debate in your head of like, mm-hmm. okay, like, is this going to pay off? Right. How many trips do I need to do, you know, to make this pay off? Right now it's just like, okay, you book one flight, it's worth it. But $49 is like the highest price we've, we've had it at. We, it started off as $2 a month. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, we, we bumped it up to $29 a year, then $39 a year, then $49 a year. So we've sort of uh, discovered the price naturally from what our members are willing to pay. And over that time, we've gotten better and better and better at what we do yeah. uh, as well. So it's like, it's worked out for both sides. I That's love awesome. that. As a kind of a follow-up to that, is your guys' perspective more of a quantity over high high price so you would rather have more people getting your your emails on your list getting your deals and have it at a lower price where you know you're probably going to make m- more money from a lower price with a lot more people than you would like raising the price and having fewer people on your list cuz obviously if your list is at a million you guys are are making good money even off of a lower price point is that kind of part of the the decision making that goes into it 
Yeah, that's part of it. I do want to clarify our not all of the million that I, I mentioned are paying members. Like that includes, you know, both both free and and paying. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Um, and so like the bulk of them are not paying us, which is which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's pricing is so, so difficult because yeah. uh, you it's hard to test. Uh, it's hard to like you know, just split test it with, with the same people. Um, and you don't know how many of them are going to, uh, return the following year and keep paying you at that new price. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is really our best guess at, at what we can do and, and how we can balance the number of people that are joining Scotch Street flights with the right price that makes sense for the, from a, from a business perspective. Um, so I personally, I would rather have more people Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sign up and getting great deals and, and telling their friends than than the opposite. Yeah. Well, and I think that just even hearing you say that, Brian, is just like a breath of fresh air and a permission slip to entrepreneurs that, I mean, you guys are incredibly successful and you're you're doing huge things in the world. And yet you can sit here on a podcast and be like, yeah, it's just kind of our best guess. You know, at this point, we're still figuring it out and pricing is difficult and we're doing really well. We have a great team. Our, our company is thriving and we're still figuring it out. Like that's just so refreshing for other business owners to hear that business is not always, oh, this is our clear formulaic strategy of how we got to $49 a month. And, and it was, you know, built out over years of high level executive meetings and, and consulting. It's just like, yeah, yep. we're, 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 this seems to be working and we like it and we're still figuring it out. Like that is just amazing to hear. So thanks for being just honest and open about that because that's so refreshing. Absolutely. That's how everything is though. Like there are things that you can get data on, but at the end of the day, you just have to make a decision. Like you're going to get to maybe like 80% confidence and then you're like, okay, you know, like it's time to make a call on this and move forward. Um, Because yeah, you just, you just don't know. Yeah. And it, it takes, I feel like business in general takes a lot of trial and error and, Mm -hmm. you know, raising your prices to $49 a month, you might've had 80%, you know, confidence in that. And then you're sticking with it. Clearly it's working, but there was always the chance that 20% chance that, you know, it, didn't work out as well and people were upset and didn't feel that they were getting the value for that price and you bring it back down. You know, that there's always the trial and error and the learning curves. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to remember and recognize that that's not failure in business to realize that you may have made a wrong turn or, you know, you may want to backtrack and try it again or anything like that. That's just part of the process is you know, taking risks and figuring it out and having your best guess. And then if it doesn't work out, try it again a different way. Absolutely. 100% agree. Okay. I said earlier, I had my last question. I promise this is my <laughs> last, last question. But talking about subscription lists and just this whole conversation has made me realize this. Scott, what would be your advice to any business? Scott? Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you don't know how many times I get that. Like people just no, write an email. Okay. We've like, been hey, talking Scott. about Scott so much. I apologize, Brian. <laughs> all good. All good. Brian, you are your own person. You are. You're a great <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Okay. My question, Brian, is what advice would you have to anybody out there that's an entrepreneur that is thinking about having a subscription list of some kind for a digital product or an email list or what have you? What would be your advice on having a subscription list that is successful and keeps their subscribers? Like, do you have any tips or advice on how to keep your subscribers and keep them coming back and staying on your list? 
Yeah, let's see here. I think first and foremost, if you're thinking about it, like do it now, because the sooner you do it, the, the sooner that that will uh, build into a bigger business. Because when you have uh, people paying you every month or every year, like that really adds up into something significant over time. Um, as far as keeping your members around, like I think a lot of it depends on just having that open line of communication. And that's one of the benefits that we've had from our uh, from our business is people just like write in and you know give us feedback, whether it's good or bad. And they feel like they have that connection and we can learn from that and get better over time and, and continue continue improving. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be my advice for you is like get started and just listen to your members. I know it sounds so simple, but uh, it's the advice is simple. It's it's a lot harder to yeah. <laughs> to execute on it and and actually do it. Easier For said sure. than done is is a very true statement. Yes. <laughs> so true. Oh, I love that. Brian, you are incredible. Thank you so much for sharing uh, not only great deals so that we can all travel and get out and explore the world, but coming on here and sharing yeah. about kind of the back end of, you know, developing this company and, and your guys' mission and the technical side of things. So for people who have been listening to this, and are now as obsessed with you and Scott's Cheap Flights as Lindsay and I are, where can people find you? Where can they get on this list? Where can they, you know, connect with you as a business owner? All of these things. Yeah, for sure. So uh, first, check out scottscheapflights.com. That's where you'll be able to sign up and and start getting those those sweet deals. Uh, we're also on all the social media. We have like a new TikTok uh, page as well. So we just have a lot of great content out there. Uh, for all things travel. So you can find us. It's just Scott's Cheap Flights on on most of the social media platforms. I think it's just Scott's Flights on Twitter because of the character limit there. Come on, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Get it you together. Can find me, yeah, seriously. You can find me on Twitter at uh, It's Brian Kidwell. Amazing. So, Perfect. Yeah, uh, looking forward to connecting with all y'all and, and thanks for having me. Well, yes. we appreciate you giving your time and your expertise just to our listeners. We really highly appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Really appreciate you both having me on. <laughs>